This is Miriam Knight from New Consciousness Review. I'm speaking with Dr. Len Saputo. Dr. Saputo models in his own medical practice a new interdisciplinary approach to healing that he calls integral medicine. His book, A Return to Healing, um, is recommended reading for all concerned citizens and particularly for anyone dealing with policy issues. So, Len, I think most people know that something is deeply wrong with healthcare today as we watch the debate on reform being distorted by political and commercial interests. Can you tell me what the real issues are here and what should we demand from our elected representatives? Well, you asked a very uh, intriguing and complicated question that really has to do with how our Congress is working now and how democracy is working. Basically, we're looking at, at uh, Congress uh, supporting a corporate democracy. So they're in, in bed with big pharma, the insurance industry, and basically most of the large corporations in this country. We, the people, vote for these Congress people, send them off to Washington to represent us, but that's not what happens. Then they come, what they do is they collect all kinds of kickbacks uh, from these corporations and uh, put that into their political coffers so when they come back to apologize to us for not representing us fairly, uh, they repeat it enough times because they have enough money that they get reelected again. And we've been silly enough that we've gone to sleep at the wheel. And until we uh, wake up and start taking action ourselves, uh, we're going to continue to see a relationship between Congress, particularly the insurance industry and Big Pharma. Not to say that there's not a relationship with the FDA that's just as corrupt or with medical research or even medical teaching, because there is. This collusion and this conspiracy, basically, uh, this lack of representation that, uh, that we deserve has gotten us into a position where we have little to say about all aspects of our society, let alone just the medical profession. But with specific reference to the medical profession, <clears throat> we're not going to see health care reform. In the, in the short term here. Uh, it's possible that President Obama is strong enough that we'll, he'll be able to uh, eliminate or at least not be receptive to the conspiracy that's out there and the, and the lack of uh, financial and responsibility. And maybe we'll see some kind of uh, public option come into, into uh, precedence. But the way things are going, he's the last, he's our only hope unless we want to wake up ourselves and do something about it. So this is a very serious uh, moral, political issue that goes to the very roots of our democracy that has put us in a position where we no longer have representation and we're at the mercy of the big business that is being supported by Congress. With respect to the insurance industry, it's particularly dis uh, uh, disturbing because what we see there is a relationship that is being nurtured despite the fact that we know we're being ripped off big time by the insurance industry. The Republicans in particular, but I don't think the Democrats are much better, are supporting big business and doing what they can to say, well, we'll take care of disciplining the insurance industry so that they can't do all the things that they're doing that are wrong, such as making sure that if you have an illness that you're rated big time that there's a cap on expenditures, uh, that if you have an, an insurance policy, you will have to renew it yearly. And if you get a disease in the meantime, 
uh, you will uh, you will lose your insurance. These are unacceptable terms for anybody who's ill. All Americans deserve to have health care. It should be affordable. The profits that they're making are 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 uncalled for. Yeah. They're immoral. So I've gone on a little bit here long on this particular question, but it, it really you've asked a very uh, core issue question that needs to be understood by people before they can understand why health care reform is in such a turmoil. Well, how should the medical system itself change its approach to patient care? Well, it should give patient care to start with everybody. <laughs> I mean, we don't have patient care. There are 47 million working Americans who don't qualify for Medicaid and can't afford uh, private insurance that simply don't have insurance. And another 50 to 100 million Americans that are underinsured to the point where if they had a catastrophic illness, they go bankrupt. And that's why 62% of all bankruptcies are related to medical debt. So we need to have a system, first of all, that everybody has because health care is a right. But it also should be affordable and it, and it should make sense. I think we're being pressured because of the <clears throat> of the inequities and the and the conflicts of interest between the insurance industry and and Congress uh, into moving towards a socialized system. Uh, we've got keep in mind forty forty seven percent of America is on socialized care right now through Medicare, Medicaid, or the VA. Forty seven percent. Forty seven percent today. So those that are afraid of socialized care. I mean, are, are living in la-la land because it, it's already here. What we ought to be looking at within the system that we have is to be extending the boundaries of Medicare to, to all of Americans. And what's happening, because we're going about it in a way that doesn't make sense economically, uh, is, is that we're extending the boundaries of Medicaid. We can't continue to increase the cost of health care because we can't afford it. It's bankrupting the, company, the country. And it's also not delivering good health care. The only way we're going to survive this whole mess is to switch from a system that is, is more oriented towards preventive medicine. Mm-hmm. We can't wait till we get sick, the horse gets out of the barn, and then we try to pick up the pieces either by making people well, which is very difficult in that situation, or by spending more money. We're throwing dollars at health care, and it's only resulted in our spending $2.3 trillion a year to the tune of $7,000 per person per year, and now 18% this year of the gross national product. And yet we're still ranked 37th in the world. <clears throat> that is totally unacceptable. And it's more than uh, twice uh, what most countries are spending on health care, and no country really comes close to spending the amount we do. So what we've degenerated into is a business, a corporate business, that is responsive, uh, it is being responded to by Congress, and is leaving the American people out in the cold, particularly those who are in the middle class or lower middle or lower socioeconomic uh, areas of our society. That's the problem, Miriam. Mm-hmm. Now, how should we address this? Um, is integrative medicine the answer? I don't think so. It's a step in the right direction because integrated medicine means to me, and I think this is important to achieve, but it's not going to solve the problem. It means to me that we look to all disciplines that are licensed for uh, an equal reimbursement schedule in terms of providing services. 
at the moment, the doctors uh, basically regulate medical practice because the insurance companies primarily reimburse them for almost all services that they that they have. You don't see the acupuncturists <clears throat> or people doing other kinds of Chinese medicine or chiropractic or homeopathy or Ayurveda <clears throat> getting reimbursed. They're totally out of the picture. So integrative care would mean that we would open up the field to more people who have different disciplines and actually provide the United States citizens with the right to choose the health care that they want. We do not have medical freedom in this country. It's pretty straightforward. What we have is a, a total bias towards Western medicine. And, of course, that's where the money is. That's where the corporations go. That's where Congress is responsive. And that's where the FDA is responsive. And so you wind up with a system that's not fair. And so you and I can't get the kind of health care that we want. If we don't think that Western medicine is doing a good job in some area, it's too bad. That's all there is. And the amount that you get will be quite limited. And we're not doing that well. 50% of Americans have a chronic disease. That, too, is not a very good sign of a successful health care system. These are the problems that we face today in medicine. Unless we take action to change that at the grassroots level, there's no hope for reform that's meaningful unless, as I said, Obama can come to the rescue, as I'm hoping he will. Are you talking about patient education? Are you talking? That's part of it, but I'm talking about waking us up from our coma, mm -hmm. where we've allowed democracy to degenerate to the position that it's in, that we are no longer being represented by our congresspeople, and, and since we have lost that control, I don't see us working with them from the top down to try and implement the changes we need in healthcare today. What I do see is the people waking up from their coma, they've fallen asleep at the wheel, and start to do something at the grassroots level to take charge of their lives. And that should be done in the range of nutrition, where we eat. It should be done in the range of exercise, stress reduction, healthy education that looks at our meaningful purpose in life. Those kinds of changes we can take responsibility for and actually implement programs locally and that should develop into a place where we take responsibility politically as well and get rid of these people who are not representing us as they promised and haven't for a number of years now. When you say take responsibility, you've mentioned uh, the healthy lifestyle issues. Yeah, um, are there people out there besides you? You're one of the few people who are really articulating um, an alternative policy in health care. Are there other people who are articulating it, and who are the good guys? How do we know when we're being ripped off? Well, okay, everybody's ripping us off, basically. Everybody. You got it. You got it. It's easy <laughs> to see what's happening. We are being ripped off, and the question really is what, we can, what can you do about it? And see, here in Walnut Creek, a little town of 50,000, uh, we've gotten involved very much in our nutrition. What we've done is put together a board of about 25 people who are experts in nutrition from um, the various medical centers in the, in the area and people who are prominent in, in that area and come up with three, basically three premises that we think are important. That one, there'd be no high fructose corn syrup or other sugars in the first three ingredients. Two, there'd be no trans fats. And three, that there'd be sufficient fiber. Now, the point, I'm, the reason I'm telling you about this is because we have managed to get every mayor in our county, all 19 mayors, to take what we call the Wellness City Challenge, uh, uh, Wellness City Challenge, 
which is to promise to adopt those principles and every meal that's served by every city and everything that's in every vending machine. So we, at the grassroots level, have made a change here in what we eat by doing our local, uh, our local work. We've, we've come to the table with people who are experts. We have put the, the mayors in a position where they feel responsible to uh, take the challenge that we've offered because it's the right thing to do, and we intend to take that to a healthy restaurant association, to the PTA, and do something about schools and, and what they serve there, and God forbid, eventually to our hospitals where maybe we'll serve some decent meals too. Those are all possible things to do that we're actively engaged in putting in our time as volunteers to create a paradigm shift in who has the power about what we eat. Next we'll take that to exercise. After that we'll take that to our educational system. And by that time we should be ready for political reform at the grassroots level. That should spread like an amoeba all over California and hopefully the rest of the country. At that point in time, what's dictated from the top down isn't going to be what runs the show. Mm -hmm. We will run the show. Mm -hmm. But we have to do the work. We can't just sit back and philosophize and assume that because we know what's going on, that somebody, they, will take care of it. Because it's we who have to take care of it. Here, here. Well, are there... Uh, do you have a website? Are there templates that other communities can use to Yes. Get We're inspired? in the middle of that. They can go to wellnesscitychallenge.com, and there are lots of, there's a lot of information on there that will give them an idea of what we're getting involved with. We're creating uh, packages for other cities. They are not complete. We're not ready. This is a, a process that's uh, in progress now. Uh, but that's exactly what we plan to do, and that's our plan not just to bring better food to our, our city and counties, but to bring democracy back to California at the grassroots level and to the rest of the U.S. You know, Oregon is considered a bellwether state. We'll, we'll be right on your heels. <laughs> well, that's good. We need to, the first we need to do is wake up from our sleep, mm -hmm. realize what's happened, and understand that we're not going to get the support we need from Congress. Writing your congressman, fine, go ahead. It's not going to do much good. I suppose if everybody wrote their congressman, it might do some good, and that's an approach that I, I wouldn't oppose. But I would say it's time to take action. We, the people, have to go back and, and claim our responsibility as, as citizens of this country, as our forefathers did back in 1776 when they signed the Declaration of Independence at great personal harm. And most of those people were killed, or their families were, they died poor, and they sacrificed that to give us what we have today in the form of democracy. We've lost it, and it's time to go back and do what they did, and until we wake up to that premise, we're, not, we're going to go further downhill. You're going to see corporate America continue to dominate the middle class and poor people. The insurance companies will continue to rip us off. Big Pharma will continue to do what it's doing. Medical research will still be corrupt, and medical training will still be inadequate. That's all that will happen, Miriam. Are you finding uh, any resonance to these views amongst your medical colleagues? A lot. I gave a talk at Kaiser Hospital to about 75 people a couple of days ago at Grand Rounds, presented these ideas, and to my surprise, they didn't tar and feather me. <laughs> they actually listened, and there were only one or two people who were upset, and they were easy to quell with the facts. So I think there's a lot of support. 
If you look at the website of our, our returntohealing.com on Amazon, there are 10 reviews, amongst which is your wonderful review, and they're all five-star reviews. Many of them are from physicians. Well, I always wanted to be a doctor, actually. Well, I wanted to be, too. <laughs> and what I found out was it wasn't what I thought. Because yeah. what we've got is a system, as I've been describing, that's in big trouble. It's basically fallen apart, just as, as the rest of America is falling apart in every segment of our culture, whether it be business, law, medicine, religion, science, sport, etc. We have this problem of, of uh, valuing material things, money, more than we do service and community. Those are the basic issues that are, are, are plaguing us. And until we wake up, reclaim our democracy powers, and go back to giving rather than taking and caring about people in our community, you're going to get more of the same of what you're seeing here. And we're falling apart at the seams. This is probably what happened to Rome mm. so many hundreds of years ago when the wealth led to corruption. Well, Len... Everything that you describe here is what I've been calling the new consciousness. It's a, it's a consciousness it. of personal responsibility and of yes. empowerment. Yes. And that's why I got so excited when I read your book. And all I can say is God bless you in your work. And anything that we can do to support you, we will be doing so. When well, this we- is the attitude, Miriam, that we need. That of collaboration, of caring, of being in a community together and moving forward as a team to try and bring a return to healing. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you very much for your time, Len, and I hope to have another chat with you soon. That'd be great, Miriam. It's a, it's a privilege to be your partner. Thank you. We've been speaking with Dr. Len Saputo, author of A Return to Healing. His website is returntohealing.com, and you can read about the pioneering in- initiatives in his region in changing health outcomes at the grassroots level at wellnesscitychallenge.com. This is Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Our website is ncreview.com, and I hope you'll join us next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.